Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. <sighs> Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries? Or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod. Hi, it's just me, Paula Poundstone, here on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And I just wanted to tell you, before we get started, that I had a request from a fan, a listener, that said that she was having such a good time listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone that she was listening at work, and it caused her to screw up on her work. And she wondered if I might do for her a balloon animal sculpture of a botanist ruining a sample. So that's what I'm working on right now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Today's a special one, folks. It's our all-career corner episode of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Can Paula Poundstone find a different job? For instance, we'll talk with veteran anchorman Frank Buckley about the rules of journalism and whether Paula would be capable of following them and becoming an anchorwoman. And then Hector Garcia, president of his own window-washing firm, will tell us whether Paula has the skill set to become a high-rise window cleaner. I'm Adam Felber, trying to keep this program's platform steady, and I've got a cold, folks. And now, please welcome the woman with the persistent dry cough, who is always rocking the cradle, Paula Poundstone! Thank you so much, Adam. Adam Felber, bring it in. Sick as a dog, yeah, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Probably infecting every single no guest on our me. show. Adam. And, and I don't have to worry about infecting Miranda Street, though, because they look like they're, they've already got whatever it is. You know, Adam, I'm almost done making this uh, balloon sculpture of a botanist ruining a sample. Yeah, it's not a balloon sculpture, Paula. It's just a balloon. It's No, it's a balloon I, sculpture. I noticed that in the last two months since you started claiming you can do balloon animals, you have progressed to a point where you tie a balloon into a knot. Well, that's just part of, yeah, that's part of. It's a very small part of you. What you should be doing is twisting it. Twisting what? Sections of it to turn it into Don't touch others. it. You're going to get germs on it. Uh, don't I, touch it. I don't it. get germs on it. Let me also welcome tonight's house band, last minute replacement, and a doozy guitarist, Ryan Gabrinetti. Yeah. Ryan, welcome. Thank you, Ryan. 
Uh, yeah. We originally we we were gonna have a drummer tonight yeah. for the house band. Right. And uh, went the way of Thomas Coyne. Yeah, he disappeared uh, into the memory hole. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll have more on Thomas Coyne in a while. We've got some developments in the Coyne case. Yes. Yeah, big big people on the edge of <laughs> people their people are looking seats. everywhere for him. Um, uh, Paula, we received an interesting note from Episcopal priest Andrew D'Angio White, or Denjo White, it's pronounced. Denjo. Yes. And in a recent show, he heard you talking about Christmas. I think you were somewhat blasphemous about the, the manger and, the, and the, the birth of Christ. Oh, about Mary giving birth that yeah, night. And that, yeah. that's why people didn't want her at the inn. Because she went through a very long and pro- prolonged and screamy labor, right, I think is exactly. what you were saying. Yeah, I think that was right. What and I was... at the time, you said, we've lost our key pastor demographic. Right, yeah, right. because Which, I was sure that everywhere uh, ministers and people of the clergy were turning off their uh, well, I say radios. Well, Episcopal but... priest Andrew Daniel White writes, my first reaction was, can I work this into a Christmas sermon? And then it was, <laughs> can I work this into the Christmas pageant? So while Paula's church-to-church campaign hasn't reached St. David's in Kennebunk Park, Maine, you haven't lost the clergy demo just yet. I, this makes me so proud. Uh, you know, actually, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm starting to get whatever you have. I. Uh, it doesn't work that way. You couldn't have caught it this fast. No, I'm pretty sure I... No, you, you, you yeah. physically can't catch a cold that fast. No, you have one of the fast-acting ones. There's no fast-acting. I've been with you for like 15 minutes now. We were arguing about this earlier, and Adam said that his street cred on health was that his father was a doctor. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, my father was an engineer, and... You see how much engineering got passed down you to me. You can't even twist a balloon. I am right now making a... No, uh, I mean, like, you've just proven that you're not a, not an engineer's No, I'm not. Daughter. I'm not. Uh, you know what? My Wait a minute. One of my balloons. What are you doing? You're going to blow up another balloon? Well, yeah, this one it's was It's just adding insult up. to injury oh, right here. Look, this one was blown up. Yeah, and it, it looks and like it... a spent condom. <laughs> Boy, you must have the skinniest penis in the entire yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. It's, it's, it's a curse. Anyway, Andrew Dandrew White added a P.S. to his note. He oh, said, great. We're right while we're talking about the clergy, and well, now you have to bring up I condoms. I think we've established that you don't know how to lose that clergy demo anyway. <laughs> he might love this skinny right. penis remark. So the other night I was working in uh, Alexandria, yeah, we'll Virginia, yeah. and there was a woman right in the front row, and from the, like, I must have talked to her. I must have said, hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming, or something, like early on in the show. Right. And she told me that she was a nun. And as soon as she said she was a nun, I went, oh, great. How many times have I said fuck? And she said five. Oh, wow. And then at the end of the show, she stood up and announced to the crowd. She actually counted how many times I, I cursed. She wasn't unhappy, by the way. She wasn't. No. She was having a good time. She was right, happy to be there. Why was she collecting? Why was she adding those up? I, I think she just felt like it was her responsibility somehow. As a nun. But, you know, on this show, um, because Was she dressed as a nun? No, she was not in a nun outfit. I think and she was a fake nun. No, I think she was a real nun because she I'm said because she it. blessed no. she blessed me. <laughs> she um, blessed you? I, yeah, she did. She blessed me. How? And look how good I look. You look great. Um, thanks. Uh, so wait, there was something I was going to tell you about that. that. Oh, I know. See, on Maximum Fun, there's a that's our network. That's our network. There's a rule about like you have to label yourself like what is the term? If you curse a lot, you have to. Oh, um, not safe. There's, there's like a rating or something. You have to introduce yourself around the neighborhood or something. No, no, no. no. There's like okay. a rating that you have, and so I had NC an idea. seventeen. I so I had an idea that for each episode, right? We just write at the top of the episode after we record the yeah. whole show. 
we could count how many times I, you know, I said fuck. Right. And then which we, is already like four. And then we could go back. <laughs> and we're early. Jeez, you look good in that habit. Thank and you. then we could go back. Yeah. And um, at the, and put in the beginning, like say, you know, please be aware. Please as welcome you begin. to a seven fuck episode of Nobody Listens that's to Paula exactly Poundstone. Right. That's exactly yeah, right. That's a good idea. That's not a bad because idea. Because some parents have written to us and complained. It's that not they, just parents. Some fans have written to us and said, you know, Paula, I listen to you on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me all the time. I never knew. We could lose the potty mouth on this podcast. You don't have to prove anything. But it's not. And what I want to say to them I, is that when they're hearing weird... Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, yeah. which you and I are both on. Yeah. You curse all the time. Yeah, they cut it out on NPR. Yeah. See, here's the thing about me. I like to use all the words that I know. And that's 17. Well, it's limited. Yeah. I have about, you know how they always say like Trump talks like a fifth grader? Yes. I'm like, oh. Uh, wow. Because I understand him. Um, my, I don't have the most developed. What's it, uh, You've got a perfectly good vocabulary. Voca- word, I don't have the most. Vocabulary. Yeah, I, yeah. When you can't think of the word vocabulary, then likely you have a problem challenge. in that area. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is really upsetting me that my balloon uh, has a hole in it. it. It really doesn't matter because you can't do balloon animals. That's I mean, not true. Here's the thing that I, that I kind of wish you would do is come yeah. in one week and surprise me with that you've taken the time to learn how to make a little bit of a balloon animal. Okay, you're tying that pretzelized balloon that you made to a party balloon. Right. Exactly. That. And what's that? That. That is a botanist who just ruined a sample. Do you see it? No, that's a balloon tied to a balloon tied in a knot. <laughs> and I don't think you tied it well. Can I hold that for a second? Yeah. You know what? Oh, yeah, you did tie that pretty I well. am available for birthday parties. Oh, Let me just say that. If you don't like your kids... Call Paula Pelson. <laughs> anyway, Andrew Danjo White um, also added a PS to his note. I've been meaning to let you know that Thomas Coyne is not in the bread aisle at the Kennebunkport Hannaford. Wow, that is so great. And that's another kind of running thing in our show is that Thomas Coyne was going it was a survivalist, or is a survivalist, we really don't know, who was going to be on the fourth episode of this show. He was going to come on the air and talk to us about how to survive a bear attack and how to distinguish between a brown bear and a black bear and what you're supposed to do, and he never made it. And given this isn't the best neighborhood, and we suspect the worst, fear the worst for Thomas Coyne. He's never gotten back in touch with us. So we've asked listeners to, um, and I question this method of searching, we ask listeners to let us know where he isn't. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is what you call a manhunt. This is a dragnet. Across really the entire globe, some of the places that people have, uh, uh, we have an interactive map. Yes, our on producer Facebook. Tony Anita Hall has set up an interactive map on Facebook, and users are just busily marking all the points on the world map where Thomas Coyne isn't. You know, I am going to ask that people make sure they look twice because we want this to be a thorough search. Um, I can't see that this could ever work, but go he, ahead. Apparently, he's not in Okinawa, Japan. Right, and I nobody would just, looked in the whole city. I would just ask, I'm sure they did, Adam, or they wouldn't have put it on the map. Well, I, I think, listeners, you should be more specific as to where you looked. This person looked Like Paula looked, looked in, in the ringding aisle at, at the Heartland Grocery in Massachusetts? No, no, I think it was the BJ's. BJ's, in In, uh, in uh, Gloucester, Mass, okay. maybe. But this person looked through... We have no reason to believe that they didn't look through all of Okinawa, Japan. We do. I just... We really do. That's I, a big city. I just suggest um, that they double-check, that's all. Yeah, uh, or he's, check. He's not on Magnetic Island in Australia. I love that we have a listener who checked Magnetic Island in Australia. That's kind of wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's It's small. Um, it actually fits on the refrigerator. Uh, uh, Addis Abba, Ethiopia. That's Somebody not true about li- Magnetic Island. Th- yeah. 
Oh, uh, and so yeah, somebody checked Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. Is it Addis Ababa? It's what it says on this piece of paper. Oh, I left I left out one of the A's. Okay. I said Addis Abba. Right. Uh, no. Okay. So, no. so. That's, that, that's a that's a washed up Swedish rock group asking to be included on a social media venture. What's that? What's that movie that I hate? What's the movie that I hate? Um. With wow. You Abba? hate every movie I've no, ever watched with you. Oh yeah, Mamma Mia. He's not. He's not in the movie Mamma Mia. That's not that's even what on our I... list. But we, I think we know that to be true. Thomas Coyne's survivalist is not in Mamma Mia. Wait, wait, look at this. In Bangkok, Thailand, you're gonna like this because it's more specific. Raman Ramaninat Park. He's not at. He's Ramaninat not Ramaninat Park, Park in Bangkok. I like that. Yeah. yeah. He's not at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, and he's also not at the Royal Cunia, Hawaii's Walmart baby food aisle. The Royal Cunia? That's what it says. Huh. Look, we've got a bunch of... So keep it coming. I don't think this search is likely to turn up Thomas Coyne. I'm going to be honest with everybody out there. Oh No, I, I, I feel like is. your it's method a, of searching... No, this is, is a manhunt. Here's is a problem. This is where... Can I just present one of many logical problems? If you see something, say something. Right, but these are people seeing nothing and saying something. <laughs> right? This is... <laughs> so... <laughs> and that therein is, lies the problem. Yeah. Because because I could look all over this room right now and not see Thomas Coyne. Tony, and if I go to Tony Anita Hull's frickin' map, I could I could mark every corner of this room. Although, I couldn't really, because like all our listeners, I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> Nor do you. What, no, but you were so sure like? he wasn't in the ring ding aisle. He could look like a box of ring dings, and then you'd be wrong, yeah, Paul. No, Pounds, I don't Tony. think he's that kind of survivalist. I don't think he's a guy that he's not a he's not a chameleon for heaven's sake. Yeah, he can't he hide like, like I don't a, know what he looks like. I know what he looks like. What survivalist? He's got a long beard. He does not have a beard. He does. He's got a long beard. Tony Anita Hall. Does Thomas Coyne have a long beard? He does not. That you know of. We, he's. <laughs> Tony, he's been on the lamb for so long. I'm sure he's had facial growth. He's got a long beard, and he's eating grubs because he's a survivalist. He's eating grubs. You know, a- if he'd made it onto this show, you'd know how wrong you were about survivalists. But because he didn't, you don't. No, he's eating grubs. In fact, for Thanksgiving, uh, him or and, grubs giving, as they say in the survivalist community. Him and his family pulled up around a table of grubs. Yeah, yeah. They, that, they, they eat like they're Are you just taking matata. advantage of the fact that I have a cold and I'm not as fast as I usually am? Oh, you're very just fast. Run uh, roughshod yeah. over me. Um, um, here's something that also came to our attention. Yeah, it appears in an alternative mailbag of our times, uh, known as Wikipedia. A listener altered one of the lines in mine, Adam Felber's Wikipedia page, to read. In July of 2018, he began co-hosting a podcast with comedian Paula Poundstone called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, in which he appears on every show. That's accurate. Yeah, but as we've been saying week after week, I don't want that to be my claim to fame. I feel like <laughs> when the listeners make theme songs and stuff and call you a genius and they mention that I'm on every show, yeah, you that are, always every feels show. a little insulting. Oh, does it? And now it's on my Wikipedia page. Yeah. Well, maybe they want to add that you're very sick and that you've begun to spread it. Oh, please don't add. Uh, hopefully, I'll be better or dead by the time yeah, this episode no, I airs. Don't, you don't. You seem worse, honestly. In the really? few minutes that I've been with ago? you, you seem like you're really. Am I taking a turn for the worse? Heading downhill. All right, then. Do you put, want then... me to take your pulse? <laughs> yeah, take my pulse, Paula. Uh, you don't know how to take a pulse. Of course I do. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking your pulse right now. You're not looking at anything. You don't have to look at anything to take a pulse. <laughs> You don't look at anything to take a pulse. You do. You have to look at a timepiece of some sort. No, I play the drums. I can't.
advanced stages. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that you're getting worse. Okay, I, I, I don't think I am. Adam says that he knows that he's not sick because his kids were on vacation with him and they didn't get sick. I did not say that. That's exactly what I you said, said. I said that I think I'm not contagious. Because oh. my kids oh, were all over me. me for while I was sick for an entire I 10 days. I want to admit that I made a mistake right then. This what? Is, this is something you might want to pay attention to. Anybody who's <laughs> editing Paula's Wikipedia page, you might want to mark the date. It was No, I okay. often make mistakes, and I'm able to accept that. I, uh, I made a mistake right then. You did not say that you weren't sick. You did say that you weren't contagious. I that thought I might not be contagious, my yeah. mistake. Well, you know what happened is I've begun to get what you have. You haven't. It's really messing with my head. No, so. it isn't. Yeah. It's been a, just a I want. I, maybe I should take another Allegra pill so I can be in the moment. Okay, maybe we should both take I want to get back to the moment. Allegra. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress. And yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress. And I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally. And everybody just piles on it. And it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress with my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. 
Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself a whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i i think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're <laughs> European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get 14-karat uh, gold jewelry and, like, all these accessories. Quinn sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Okay. Um, 
Speaking of uh, doing a podcast in which I appear every week, uh, and we interview guests, we do do that, Paula, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do interview guests, so I'm going to slowly and subtly segue us towards the guest. That's a great idea. Okay, now- yeah, Before um, you kill them with your germs. Wow. Well, that'll be unfortunate, but then there'll be an opening at KTLA. Um, look, Paula, you and I met during a news quiz show, right? Yep. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yep. yep. It's still on NPR, I'm told, and we still do it from time to time. And, and one of the reasons we're both on that show is because we're both news junkies. Now, as I said, this is the career corner special. Rather than doing this just one for one guest, both guests this show are going to be advising you as to whether you could have a career other than comedy. I would love to be in the news business. Right, and you'd like to be out of the comedy business, not because you don't like doing comedy. I love doing comedy, but I cannot stand self-promotion. I hate saying, I'm going to be in blah, blah, blah on December 5th. Right, Won't and a you newscaster never has to say that. No, they never have to say that. Because they're just going to say, I'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. all they have to do. Yeah. They have to say, something god-awful has just happened. Stay tuned. That's all they have to say. Right. They don't have to say whether they're going to tell about it well. Wow. Yeah, I guess that, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I know. So, so we're going to find out in our career corner today whether you have the skills to be a newscaster or a window washer. And, uh, and and thus leave your comedy career behind and find it to greener pastures. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right, then we're thrilled to have a real newsman with us today. He's an Emmy Award-winning reporter. He's been a national correspondent for CNN. Among many assignments, he has reported from the White House and covered Operation Iraqi Freedom from an aircraft carrier in the Persian Gulf. He is the anchor of Los Angeles' highest-rated morning news program, KTLA 5 Morning News, and hosts the Frank Buckley Interviews TV show and podcast. Please welcome Frank Buckley! Thank you very much. Thanks, Frank. No, we Welcome. just sort of, I forgot to warn you of this ahead of time. We just sort of pretended you weren't there in the beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was that awkward? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, not not at all. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to speak can, or not. You so can speak I, whenever you want, right. but uh, I, we, you know, we forgot. I was to, trying to save my voice, though, because I don't feel so well since, yeah. since well, getting here. This is yeah. bullshit. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, even if I'm giving you guys yeah. both the croup or something. But Adam, not Adam, Adam honestly, when you are sick and someone is introduced to you, yeah. you don't stick out your hand, shake their hand, and then and then say, "I'm sick." Yeah, right. But that's what you did. No, what I did is I shook your hand, and then Bonnie, Bonnie, our producer, right. yelled, "He's sick!" <laughs> <laughs> so you're thank right, you. Well, Bonnie. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, Adam Someone wasn't even going to reveal it at all. Right. He was just going to pretend that he always sounds like Lauren Bacall. I do sound like like Bacall tonight, don't I? <laughs> It's a real nice. You do. You have voice. kind of a brandy voice. Well, let's get thing back to, to whether Paula could be a newscaster. Yes, because oh, you're right. a newscaster. I am. And I would like to say that, um, t to my knowledge, everything that Paula knows about newscasting comes from either All the President's Men or Broadcast News. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to deal with that at some point <laughs> okay. tonight. Was did you see Broadcast News? Of Frank? course I did. Yeah. And yeah. how accurate is it? I think it's you know it captures the spirit of of TV news and the and the people trying to do their best to present stories and the the naked ambition that some people have and mm -hmm. there were scenes in it that that I lived um, you know the the scene where the young woman runs through the station with the tape oh yeah the opening scene it, yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. slides I mean, underneath yeah. the and, open yeah. uh, and, and a then, drawer you know right before that the editor and the producer you know Holly Hunter screaming Bobby 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 and, <laughs> you know that's that that happened I've lived that many times yeah um, even though the, your name is Frank right exactly people kept saying why are you <laughs> yeah. calling me yeah. Bobby did you did you um, turn to Holly Hunter and say it's yeah. Frank for right. heaven's sakes if you'd asked right. me God once sake. I would have done it right Bobby 
Bobby. Um, I forgot all about Bobby, yeah. Bobby, Bobby. So, do you tuck your jacket under your butt when I, you sit to should. keep it tight? I, I forget to do it. it oh, yeah. You know, it, and then but it's a real do. thing. It is a real thing. Okay, they do important. tell you tuck because if, if you sit there and, but you know, I, I do four hours a day. And so I can't constantly be tucking my my coat in, so I just, I don't do it. You know all this talk lately of fake news, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's just a thing that Trump says, because it's news that he doesn't like. But on the other hand, news does now sometimes have an editorial bent to it. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's not true, yeah. but it, te- right? In the old days, they didn't tell it that way. Yeah, um, I, th- I think what's happened is that there are so many sources of news today, and right. And it, it's such a business, and it's competitive. And, and I think specifically, when it comes to cable news, there is a point of view. When I was at CNN, we, we tried to be down the middle. And I, and I think that CNN still tries to be down the middle. In its news department. In its news department. Right. I, I think there are presenters, you know, personalities who are much more provocative. Yes. Um, I think Fox News clearly has a, a point of view that's to the right. Some of the folks on MS have... A, point of view that's to the left no and and, and i think that <laughs> but, there, but there are people who are trying to to stay down the middle right um but you know it's it's not like that just started i mean if you look at in england you know all the newspapers when you pick up the guardian you know that the guardian has a point of view yeah they're all the, slanted right the sun is conservative the you know the it's in in some ways the the readers there know what they're getting uh-huh. So right. they 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 know the point of view of that news source. Whereas we all come from a background of Uncle Walter Cronkite and the yeah. voice of God, and we want to believe that what the newscaster is saying is absolutely true. Yeah, and I you know I, I hope that what we're saying is true. I mean, we try very hard to make sure that it is. And um, how do you do that? Now, in All the President's Men, yeah. um, which was a story... I told uh, you this was going to come up. Yeah. About, about I, loved all the, I, I, loved, I loved All the President's Men. It's a great, great movie. movie. Yeah. And it's about the Washington Post covering uh, the Watergate story. Right. And um, they had a thing where they had to have three corroborating, uh, what do you call it? I don't Source, know, sources. sources. Yeah. Uh, and they were waiting to get the third one, and yeah. it was Deep Throat, but he wouldn't give his name, and Woodstein! Gosh, I love that movie. But um, So, <laughs> it, do you guys do that? Is that a rule? Is that a law? Is that a thing that you're taught, or just a thing they did at the Washington Post? No, I, I think that when it comes to stories, uh, investigative stories, yeah. like, like, you know, much of Water, Watergate was investigative in nature, um, there is an attempt to have multiple sources, but there are times when you rely on one source, and yeah. and that one source is someone that you trust, or that you have a relationship with, or you who has has been truthful in the past, and you have to you know present that person, frame that person properly in the story. If they're speaking to you anonymously, uh-huh. then um, you say as, an anonymous source. Well, or you you try to describe that person as precisely as possible without giving away that person's. I was going to say. I mean, how if they're an anonymous source and you say they have curly hair and they, <laughs> they <laughs> right. Well, you yeah, shouldn't, yeah, do, you shouldn't yeah, yeah. do the curly hair. Right, you shouldn't yeah. say curly hair, yeah. and and yeah. and it's not yeah. Paula Poundstone, and about but it's three f- ball of Poundstone. Just de- mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rhymes with yeah, right. Yeah. Never rhymes with on an yeah. Yeah. Right. I feel like you're getting the the gist of this. Yeah. You want to try a newscast? Like, why don't you report on the scene here at, at Ray Horseman Studios? <laughs> well, it's an epidemic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the uh, Ray Horseman Studios evening news on uh, live from uh, yeah. Miranda Street. Yeah. Here's your anchor with tonight's stories, Paula Poundstone. Paula? Yeah. We have breaking news right off the bat tonight. Thank you for listening. Uh, we have a... Uh, 
We have a virus working its way through Ray Horseman Studios. So we don't know it's a virus. It's a virus. It could be a bacteriological infection. No, my father was an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. Yeah, I stand correct. I, I, I know it's contagious because my kids aren't with me. Uh, you, have a, you use a lot of weird uh, logic. Uh, um, wait, but there was something else <laughs> I was going to You were in the middle of a you. news report. Let's get oh, back to sorry. it. Oh, sorry. Oh, gosh. You know, I wouldn't be good at newscasting <laughs> because I have a tendency to get derailed really easily. Is that is not getting derailed sort of a thing that you need to do yeah i mean do you ever I, sort of drift off in the middle of a urgent report you know like there's a there's a bank robbery over on uh, 22nd and spring street and then you're like what a nice hat i tend to you know i have a hard time it's, it's interesting focused. i haven't done that but there are moments when you are i don't want to say on autopilot but you know you your one's mind does drift okay. you know so you're you're looking at Something and you're, you know, you're. Are you not paying attention to the urgent breaking news? Right. right. Well, you're paying attention, but you're also, you know, another part of your brain is working. Plus, you have a thing in your ear, right? Yeah. Don't you have a producer telling you like what to do? Yeah. The produce. So the the thing in the ear. The typically what happens. So the producer isn't talking to you constantly. Yeah. It's it's usually a, um, you know, we'll be in the middle of one story and they'll say, um, hey, there, the Sky Five is over. You know, a fire that's uh, that's just started at such and such. Um, go to Marcona, and so in the you know you're in the middle of the story. You finish what you're talking about, and then then you go to to the. Hey, producer, we're going to go to Marcona. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Who's at a fire? Yeah, which and can't then, wait. Right. Is there ever a day where there is no urgent story, and so you have to cut away from a a, a report on a school play uh, to go to a pumpkin festival in Oxnard? <laughs> You know, we, we haven't done that. I mean, in in LA, there are there are always There's a lot of stories yeah. to tell. Yeah. Um, you know, it it depends on the definition of urgent. You know, there are some days that are slower than others. Yeah. Let um, me phrase this in a way that might yeah. be more relevant to the way Paula might do the news. Okay. Are there days when you're just kind of bored with the stories, and so you just instead tell a story from your own life recently? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I can't say no, that that, that, doesn't happen? that hasn't happened. So if you were to no. do that, would that make you a good newscaster or a bad newscaster? <laughs> would, okay, there's a the right. bank robbery over at 22nd and Spring Street, and boy, yeah. my kids keeping asking me for money. <laughs> yeah. How would that, how would that yeah, play? That's, no, that's not, not how we do it. No, okay. no. Yeah. Do you right. think that might alert the producer there in your ear? <laughs> it might. Yeah. The producer yeah. might wonder yeah. what's going on. Now, well, why thing, are we talking about the mold in your kitchen, Paula? Yes. Now, one thing I've always wondered about, and of course with the recent... Uh, flooding in Florida and all. We saw a lot of this, which is where the weather man stands out in the rain. Yeah. Have you ever done that? I have. Yeah. You stood out in the weather. And I, I have when and I was, did you when feel I was, the lack of necessity of that? You know, here here's the thing. You um you we put people out in the rain because it's raining and you want to show what's happening. I mean you can cover things you know, from the the comfort of a of a newsroom or a, a hotel room, and I just that, say, that and show. I just say yeah. put the camera out the window. I personally don't trust getting the news from someone not smart enough to yeah. come in out of the rain. Right. But the other thing is, you know, we have had historic drought uh, here in the Southland for for quite a while, yeah. and I've never seen 
a news guy go out in the desert and go, my God, it's hot out here. Because one of the things they like to do is back at the studio, they go, stay safe to the guy in the right with the, they stand him in the windiest place and then they go, man, stay safe out there, stay safe. Okay, Uh, you never see the person in the desert and they're like, look at these sweat stains. And like, (laughs) you know, hey man, remember to hydrate, drink some water while you're out there. So it does seem... uh, well, he, a little grandstanding. Yeah, well, but yes, yes and no. I mean, here's what I would say. I, I think there, it you can go too far. There are we've all seen the guy hanging on a pole with his feet, you know, flying right, in the air, yeah. and then you look behind him, and two people walk, and they're look, you know, in shorts, right, yeah, they're looking exactly. at the guy. What, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think those people are are not doing their jobs appropriately and properly. But to get into the field and to show people that's what we do in TV. Here's it's raining. It the, the there was wind. You know, their houses being blown apart. It, it, that requires yeah. crews and human beings to go out there and shoot that. I they're, think they're you're risking adulting her question too much. Well, the, I, I want you know, I want it's called no, the news. Right. Well, I want to so explain. No, there's no yeah. weather outside. You don't send somebody outside to go like there's nothing happening out yeah. here. And so if I, there's a weather event happening, then you'd send somebody outside, I think. Adam, thank you. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to back you up there because you were right. being super, super polite about it. Right. This. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you know, know I, I have covered hurricanes. I want you to know, Frank, that when you get what Adam has, I will donate blood for you. <laughs> wow. I just so want to say that. Back and forth, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. You might want to cover this outbreak on KTLA. Um, it's what, is it an outbreak? I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Would you call an outbreak, Frank? I think uh, if one was, guy has a cough, I, I that's need an outbreak. I'll need another source to confirm that. Yeah, but well, it, Paula it thinks might she's getting be, sick already. So. Right, yeah. right. It um, might be an outbreak. All right, now, what was your trajectory? What did you start? Did you start out like were you? Did you do the? Did you the, start in stand-up comedy? How much time do you have? So I did so, you do the news station at your high school? I, so I was seventeen years old. I played on the high school football team and um, our local radio station. They were going to do. High school football. They had a play-by-play announcer hired, and they called my principal at the school and said, "You know, we'd love to have a student do the the color commentary." Color commentary. What, right, what to town be, was this? Twenty Nine Palms, out in the desert. And so, how's the weather out there? It's <laughs> very hot. Yeah, yeah. We, we did a lot of drought stories. <laughs> this just in. Uh, we tell people to hydrate. Breaking and news. so, um, and so they they called the principal and they said, "You know, we'd love a kid who can you know string a sentence together, and maybe you know he used to play football, or maybe he's on the." team and he doesn't play very much and you know my principal said i know just the guy that was me i was not very good but i i You're tried on the bench i tried lot? i tried very hard did they have like did they bring on now we're gonna bring on benched frank right exactly it's junk time here's here's frank here from the bench it's right frank. right they were never worried that you were gonna be called away from your color commentary duties to play the game no exactly okay There's so you know so risk of that happening right right every now and then they'd stop and go is frank still not in frank is still not in ladies and gentlemen so i started doing that my senior year then i became a disc jockey and i would you know work till midnight every night i was the only person in the station and i would say this concludes another broadcast day at kesq 29 palms good night walk into the transmitter room and press a red button and the station would go and See, i it. would be good at that i'll tell yeah. you why <laughs> yeah because i could go this is the end of our broadcasting day <laughs> yeah right? That's right you'd be good at that the yeah, no that's a gift no, right hitting there. the red right. button is more important than making that noise all night right. no, Did you make that all night long night? if i had to yes all right. Well, fortunately, we're not testing your ability to be a, 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 a test signal. We're, t- we're, we're discussing your ability to be an anchor. Yeah. Right. All right. So what I did this. So, so I did that. I wrote for the L.A. Times, the Detroit News. I spent the summer in Detroit, CBS Network News, KNX News Radio. And I tried to learn as much as I could about the, the business and, and about the craft that I was you know trying to undertake. 
Uh, and then I got my first job in Palm Springs as a morning anchor and, and reporter. And then I went to... Every morning it began with, it's hot again. <laughs> exactly. We're not, because that's not news. Yeah. Uh, it's me, Benched Frank. It's hot again. <laughs> benched Frank is a great name. Thanks for a lot. Benched Frank here with you again in Palm Frank Springs. forever. There are oh no my. springs, and Jesus, it's hot. <laughs> okay, here's one that Paul... I, I hear from the list, because Paul's not going to look at this list. Here's one Paul's always been interested in. Um, when you're thrown to another t- reporter, yes, you, they, they always chuckle, right, Paula? Yeah, they do. You ever notice that? You know, the chuckle, the news chuckle, like. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how sad the story you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, is. yeah, right. Yeah, you know, l- little girl lost her kitten right that day. <laughs> and now, <laughs> yes. I don't know if that's true, but I see, I see it occasionally, and and I think that that's people who who aren't doing it well. I mean, you know, what I try to do is be present and, yeah. and, and, and be authentic to the moment. And, you know, yes, there, there are moments when we laugh because as you do right now, you laugh in life and right. there are moments when you're not so happy and, and, and you're, you're telling a horrible story and you try to be appropriate to that moment. But so, there's not a scripted like pass off. There's not like a oh scripted God, no. like bad joke. No. Oh, no, it no, often no. seems that way yeah. on the news. Like there's a, some sort of scripted like. You know, I know what and, you're saying. I I feel like it is forced at times. Right. And, yeah. and that's because when it's you're not transitioning from one two disparate things one right. to another. And and I think that's when it's not being done well. Right. Uh, I mean, I think it's when it's being done well. It doesn't feel forced, and it doesn't feel like a <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> right. It feels like hey, you know, we're having a. Uh, you know, a laugh because because we do. Now, okay, now, so let, well, can, like, how would yes. you? I'm sorry, Paul, but how would you segue? Let's say you've just finished a report about a nuclear meltdown, okay, and now you have to throw to a human interest story about a woman who's trained her squirrel to rollerblade, right? How would you work that transition? Um, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we enjoyed um, that. Heck out of that nuclear meltdown <laughs> well, that, story. That's, now, a, that's a shame about that nuclear meltdown. <laughs> uh, let's move on to this other story. No. Honestly, it's completely unfair. And I'm not quite sure how I'm ho- Hopefully, I wouldn't be in that position. But but we are in positions where we right. have to take what the producers will say. This is a hard turn coming up. Okay. Oh, is that what and, they say? Yeah, it's, it's a hard, a hard turn? turn. It's a hard turn. Oh, I got to write that and so, down. Right. So there's occasionally a hard turn where we are... You know, in the chuckle hut, talking about whatever you know, mm-hmm. something that's amusing, and we're we're about to turn to something that isn't so amusing. It's it's a hard turn, and so they'll often. That's one of the things they will say to in our ear. Just to, if be aware we, if this we is aren't be a right, you know. Okay. So and, and and I literally just take a breath and then just move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as you do in life. I suspect you at one moment will be having a conversation with a friend about something horrible. And then the next minute, you'll be making a joke with your friend. Yes? Do you guys do that? That or, happens in my life a lot. Right? I, I yeah. don't think Paula uh, wants to answer this question. Right. No, I, I like to just remain on one emotional level throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, that's you all right. Yeah. That is something right. that okay. I ask Even Keel Poundstone, they <laughs> right. call you. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 benched Frank yeah, isn't benched like that. Benched Frank, let me ask um, this. Frank doesn't roll that way. Right. Um, now, Benched Frank, you, you're in the... Uh, I, I anchor in the, studio, in the studio, yeah. And is it all written for you? Do you have anything to do with the writing? So the, there, there are writers who come in in the middle of the night and and write our scripts. Um, I have, if you watch our program, I have I have a laptop and an iPad in front of me, so I'm constantly rewriting and gaming, um, <laughs> gaming. Um, but I try to put things in my own words, and and also by sort of going through the scripts in advance. 
you know, I find holes or I, you know, have a question about something and, and I will make sure that question gets filled in, uh-huh. answered. Uh-huh. Like, how do they get those rollerblades on a squirrel? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> ah! No, that's not exactly what he said he doesn't do. You said you didn't do that, but that's a hard turn, Paul. Oh, was that a hard turn? Very hard turn, right there. Very hard turn. All right, so uh, one more thing. If Paula is going to become an anchor, take your job. What's some advice that you could give her? The best piece of advice you can give her? Um, Gosh, the best piece of advice. Uh, You know, just to to try to be uh, authentic and and to and to tell stories accurately and and accurately. And be fair. So, like, if she was reporting on somebody who only knew how to inflate balloons, she wouldn't report a story about, this is a master of balloon animalology. No, I never would. Never would. No. Never would do that. Okay. You she, saw the she balloon would, animal, Frank. Right. It was, it was fantastic, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Thank Honestly. you, Frank. Now, now, I don't know. now right. I'm doubting right. what kind of newscaster you, you are. <laughs> Adam, you, I, I don't Frank. know what you're talking about. You I know what? take a picture of it. <laughs> hold, hold on a minute, Frank. I'm getting you my spleen, and that should help you recover. <laughs> From whatever Adam has. Uh, um, it's almost like you're using my sickness as a way to dig at me whenever I say something unkind to you. That's not true. It's happened like four times <laughs> in a row during this interview. No. And if I were that feverish, um, I might think that too. You see, you just did it again. That was it right there. You, th- that, that was you that. Are, you are just out of your <sighs> mind feverish right now. All right. Um, all right. Wait. Mama, I'm coming. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, thank you, Frank Buckley, for telling us that's the way it is. Paula, well, you've heard what Frank has to say. Um, what have you learned about being a TV anchor person, and do you think you've got what it takes? Hey, Ryan, could I have a little, uh, you know, working music? Thank you, house band. The key to being a good news anchor is to be in the moment and authentic. When you switch topics, like from the South Pasadena high production of Annie to a bridge collapse, it's called a hard turn. You can't start a news story and drift into another topic. Now that's going to be hard for me because I like to relate to stories. I was sick like Adam once. I had the swine flu. People ask me all the time, how did I know it was the swine flu? And I tell them because I woke up in a frying pan with two eggs beside me. (laughs) So, given that, Paula... Where are you going to be next? On New Year's Eve, I'll be at the Norse in San Francisco, Adam. (laughs) Frank Buckley is the Emmy Award-winning co-anchor of the KTLA Morning News. Frank, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for the cold. (laughs) The Cat of the Week is Callie from Jasper, Alabama. Wow, Paula, we're back. Now, um... So you're 50-50 on being a news anchor, I, I take it. But we haven't given up on finding you a new career today. Oh, thank goodness. No, because, because uh, there was another one that you were wondering about, and I thought, what, what could I do to, to help make that happen? And Paula, tonight I've made your dream come true. You're going to find out whether you could be a high-rise window washer. I was briefly a window washer as part of a job that I did. Oh, you were? I did. I used to do a big storefront window uh-huh. with the very long stick with the squeegee on the end. Okay, so you were using the long stick. I was using the long stick. So you weren't scaling any heights? No. No. Because that's what you'd have to do to be a window washer, as oh. we're about to learn. Oh. So oh. do we already have an answer to this career corner? No, I don't think so. All right. Then with that in mind, let's go to the second part of career corner. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Wow. You know, thank God that music is not copywritten because that is a, <laughs> it's a perfect tune for this. So here to help Paula discover if she could cut it in the dangerous world of high-rise window washing, it's the president and founder of HSG Waterproofing Restoration and Window Cleaning, Hector Garcia. Let's have a big career corner. Welcome for Hector. Well, hey, Hector. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. So, I Hector, given what you just heard from Paula about her experience thus far, just first blush opinion, does she have the stuff to be a window washer? I'm not sure yet. Okay, you're not sure yet. <laughs> That's good. You know, Hector, when <laughs> I did the job with the long stick, and it wasn't the kind where I was up on the pulley thing. You weren't on the pulley thing. I wasn't on the pulley thing, but I did the kind with the long stick, and you had to tilt your head way back to see where the stick was going, and then stay balanced underneath it. My neck still hurts from that job. <laughs> Is it like that for you? Is it hard on your well neck? Well, that's when, when I first started. That Yes, it was really hard on your shoulders, your hands, everything. It takes a lot of balance. How did you first get into the job? Completely by accident. I was actually... Nobody washes windows accidentally, <laughs> Hector. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, I got into the business by accident. Oh, okay. I thought uh, you were falling and you happened to have a cloth in right. your hand. And while you reached out trying to grab for right. safety, you washed a window. No. Well, actually, I was working in a hospital and I met at this older gentleman that had a small window cleaning business. He was a one-man show. He used to walk the West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, washing ground floor windows. So I ended up buying his little company and I just snowballed it. So, he so was, you literally started on the ground floor? Correct. Yes. <laughs> but now you walk yeah. high up. Yes. We, uh, after the business just kind of kept on growing and growing and building. growing. Yeah. Building up. And so, uh, I'm going to keep so this going. Second, oh, no, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so the second year, I got into high-rise. Um, what was that like for you? Were you scared of heights before you, you know, did that? I'm still scared of heights. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first high-rise. Oh, I recognize you. Yeah, I was You're the guy who my... cries up on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, you're the screaming, crying window washer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, go ahead. Well, no, I'm just, why would you get into high window washing if you're scared of heights? Money. This is clearly the first time you've ever thought about it. This is a reflective program, yeah. for yeah. sure. Definitely. We're all I think really... Frank Buckley may be thinking of getting out of the business after talking to well, us. Well, after catching that disease, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, can't, he can't work with what I have. He's starting really? to think about doing a job where his jacket doesn't have to be held down. Uh, okay, so you're acrophobic, and yet you... You pull yourself up on that platform and go well, wash high windows. What's we, it called, by the way, the thing? So the platforms are called a swing stage. They're called a swing stage. Swing stage. Oh, okay. Geez. That's. I like that. <laughs> that sounds like theater folk talk. And at, as you're going over the side of a building, you have to kind of imagine the dynamics because you're sitting on this platform that's hanging off of two cables. Right. So not only are you going side to side and back and forth, but the weight of the platform is making the the anchors bounce. So you're just moving around. Wow. As you're working on the building. Now, yeah, Paula, that are you scared horrible. of heights? No, I'm not scared of heights. But you'd be scared of that. Well, I used to skydive. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once, I mean, twice, several times? Uh, 12. Oh, 12 oh. jumps. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I. I was scared, but I did anyways. Right. Yeah. So you think you could do this? I don't think it's the fear of heights that would stop me necessarily. So, but you were your first time. You were scared, and you still are. Oh is that yes, what you said? yes. Oh, basically, I was using rock climbing equipment 
when going over an 18-story building. 18 stories? Yes. And, and who are you working with? Somebody who'd done it before or no? Yes. He, okay. Well, someone who went rock climbing, was familiar with rock climbing, and showed me how to use the rock climbing equipment. So there we are hanging off the building, and we have one bucket in one hand and a squeegee other hand, and is it, it was madness. Is it supposed to be done with no, rock again, climbing this is, equipment? This is a long time ago. Yeah. A long, long time back ago. When there, back when rocks were clean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, when there was rock <laughs> cleaning companies out there that that's, segued into the building. But that's how I got into the business. Once we started using the platform, things got a lot, e lot easier. Okay, great. Um, I don't see how that makes it easier. Well, on a platform, you have your buckets on the platform. You're not carrying them. Oh, so when you were doing it with rock climbing equipment. You were holding your own equipment. Oh, in your I hands. see. Well, when uh -huh. you got dedicated window washing equipment, it got a lot easier. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, that strikes me as something you should have done right from the start, Hector. Why on earth were you doing it with rock climbing equipment? I'm a little slow. Yeah, so I guess. It's like it's just <laughs> well, you live wow. through it, so that's good. Now, is there a special temperament you need? We often hear about various jobs have various temperaments. Is there, is there a temperament you need to be a window washer? Actually, you have to kind of, it's a combination of being calm and efficient. Okay. Because oh. you don't want to rush rigging the platform. You know, because... Right. You know, no, any, you don't want to rush rigging the platform, no. <laughs> right. Because that could be big trouble yeah and so and you need the temperament the, the calm temperament because when you're washing a window right you basically you you soap it up with a wand right you sw squeegee off the water but you want to squeegee off the glass without leaving streaks oh yeah. Uh -huh. so yeah. if you're not paying attention you leave all these streaks right and your client will get mad and send you back up to redo it yeah yeah, Jeez. Oh, you can't or, just in the middle your of ropes. in the middle of squeegeeing a window. You can't just go like, you know what this reminds me of? My daughter. One. <laughs> yeah, you mean you can't just drift <laughs> into can't another just drift story? To another story. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think you could. Um, <laughs> no, he just said you couldn't. Hector, when I wash a window like at home, like if I do like my the back door, for example, where the dog always slobbers, you know, I wash and then it doesn't look right to me. And then I go on the outside and I wash. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's on the inside. And I go back in. I mean, when you're washing a window and you're way up on 18th floor and the wind is blowing the thingy and it's bouncing. And how do you know if, the, if a smudge you're seeing is on the outside or the inside? Believe it or not, you just, over time, you get to know it. That's it all. Do the way really? It shines, right? <laughs> yes, it shines. But also, you see the, the inside of commercial high-rises sometimes have a smoky effect and you could see it from the outside and you could tell it's the dirt is on the inside. Oh, so I you'll, see. You'll, so you'll it's not the, the same as my back door windows. Exactly, exactly. I pictured you climbing off the swing stage, opening the window, going inside, shutting the window, looking, maybe wiping it off and then going back outside. You I think don't... that's exactly what he's not doing. Yes, yeah, that's you don't exactly. Do that. No, no. no. Um, okay. Most high rises today, the windows are are in place. Are sealed. Are oh, sealed. you can't get in? You cannot get in. But you can in. see so it, right? We're going to get to that in a minute. wrong with your rigging? It, it, you couldn't climb in a window to save yourself? Well, that's the last resort. The The equipment is very safe. It is scary. It's mind-boggling. But if you think about, you know, people go up and down elevators all the time. Yeah. Right. But you just don't see the cables holding you up. Oh, I right. see. So it's but like an elevator? Yeah. So. An elevator. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, you know, there's all sorts of safety devices and and um, secondary systems. Like right. what kind of safety devices and secondary systems? Okay. So basically the 
platform themselves have a five to one safety factor, meaning that the platform weighs about 2,000 pounds. So everything holding it can sustain 10,000 pounds. Nice. And oh, wow. On top of that- So you, it doesn't matter if you gain a little weight at the yeah, snack yeah. bar. You can bring yeah. any lunch up there with you. <laughs> any lunch. <laughs> you could have the mega stuff Oreos and still yeah, feel yeah. comfortable climbing yeah. on the uh, platform on the so that's, that, that, swing that's good. stick. And then you, the secondary system is the independent safety lines. So all the workers have a five-point harness Oh wow! that goes over each shoulder, the thighs, and around your waist. Right. And the safety hook is between the shoulder blades. So should anything happen, should the platform go vertical or fall, you'll just hang there like a puppy uh-huh. until <laughs> somebody lowers you. you Someone hang there like yeah, a puppy? lowers you or breaks a window and lets you wait, in that Wait way. a minute. You, do you have a puppy? <laughs> <laughs> nobody I did, nobody but... hangs with their puppy. When you lift a puppy up. I know what you mean. When you lift a puppy up and you get, you get your, your thumbs hooked under his little paws. Under under his armpits and when they a, hang there. They hang there. Is that <laughs> well, what you're talking about? A, well, no. Well, basically, when the are you hanging the puppies? dog picks up the puppy by the scruff of the neck. Oh, oh I see. Oh, I see. Oh. <laughs> I get it. I, yeah. Okay. I feel like we almost invented some new California slang. Like, there you go. I'm hanging puppies. Hanging out here, puppies, man. baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm hanging puppies out here. Yeah, hang, um, hanging puppies. So I, I want to go back because you talked about the streaking on the windows. Does that mean that like you? generally start on the top floor yes um we launch the platform from the roof and we start making our way down so that when the water drips you're catching it on each floor as you go down correct these are the questions you should be asking yeah yeah no that makes all the sense Uh, in the world yeah see i know i would have done it the other way around i know you would have have started on the ground floor and then like when i was on the 13th floor somewhere like i would have spilled the bucket and been ah it would take me like a month per building. I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah I would hate terrible. that. <laughs> I would hate that. How long does it take you, by the way, to do an 18-story building? Well, it depends on the footprint, on the size of the foot floor What plate. do you mean, the footprint? He means how big the building is, not that people left footprints on the windows. Yeah, true. Yeah, I was going to say. You. That's, a, that's a problem right <laughs> there. You yeah. The there. Yeah, you thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're doing one of those, uh, what's the name of the city that Batman works in? Gotham, Gotham, Gotham City. Gotham City, yeah. You know, because they're always walking up the side of the building, Batman and Robin. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's a that, good contract, by the way. Yeah, yeah I would yeah, think. Gotham yeah. City, fantastic. Yeah, Gotham all City. All boot prints. Yeah, they don't wear boots, do they? Yeah, what do you think they wear? Batman Sandals? Robin? Yes. Uh, do they wear boots? What do you think? Wingtips? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sneakers? They but wear I know boots? that a lot of times they would get like cape marks on the windows. Would they? Yeah. When they're climbing up, their capes would sort of drag on the the hem of the cape. Would the drag, hem of the cape. Would drag on the I window. I feel like the feet would be worse than the hem of the cape. Yeah. I don't think there are hem marks on windows. You ever come across a window with a hem mark on it? No. Not oh, that he, sorry. Not that he knows him. It's on the, <laughs> it's on, works in Los Angeles. No, that's on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of what's on the inside, and I know Paul is curious about this too. What have you seen going on inside buildings? Oh, yeah. Whoa. They're not all mirrored surfaces. Do people ever not realize that you're there and then you see like... It, Believe it know. or not, yes and no. It's when we wash during the day, mm-hmm. will the... The workers are coming down, washing windows, and the platform will go lower itself in front of the bank of windows. Yeah. And there'll be a conference room there. Yeah. They're having a big meeting. Yeah. The meeting will stop. Okay. And everybody just stares, watches us work. Yeah. And four minutes later, we keep on going and they continue with their 
meeting. Wow. I know you're not referring to that. That's not yeah. what I'm referring to. That's exactly what I was Let me ask you something. Wait, do you ever do the Trump Towers? No. Oh, because I was going to say, do you remember the day they were talking about adoption? Did you happen to be there that day? I wonder if there was a window washer you, you there could be the You could be the greatest uh, like evidence yeah. giver, right? Just from, you know, there they were. Like, you know, what do you, maybe we could hack Hillary's emails. And then you hear like, Hey, I'm just washing the windows. Just I wonder happy. how many times the FBI has gone undercover. Have you heard about any of that happening? No, no. Sorry. Did they ever come to you and ask for training, like mm. to go undercover? No. Did Tom Not Cruise ever come to you and ask for? Hasn't he in some Mission Impossible movie pretended to be a window, window washer? washer? I don't think so, but I wish he had. Yeah. 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 But for, for some reason, to me, if you're going to be a, a spy who's pretending to be a window washer. You have to have an extravagant Italian accent. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. But in my mind, it feels like he should be like, I'm going to make your windows nice. You just keep talking yeah, about yeah. whatever you talk about. But Hector, you're not Italian, are you? No, I don't think so. No. no. What's your, what's so your... you can't be a spy. Hector Garcia. Hector Garcia. That's not an Italian name. Ah, he's Italian. He's faking it. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the thing I was asking about. How often have you come across a couple, or more than a couple, having sex? Oh, um... You know, in the past 20 years, maybe once or twice. Once or twice. Yeah. Yes. So it's not, a, it's but not it keeps every day. You, it it's... keeps you cleaning windows, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Please, please. Yeah. Yes. Did they notice you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, oh, my gosh. So they, they look up and, oh, my God, grab the sheet and run out and Oh, yeah. And then hide. do what? They hide. They, they try the to hide. Oh, they hide? Yes. Oh. So it sounds like you're always scared out there. Well, if once you're focused on the washing the window, you uh-huh. just forget... Everything are. else just falls away. Yeah, See, basically. I like that about yeah, the job. Just, um, you just forget about everything you else. Forget about no, what f- about the person that you work with? I mean, who's in control of this swing, swing, stage. swing stage? Each side of the platform, swing stage, has an independent motor, and each motor has a set of buttons, an up button, and a down button. That's all I can do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so each person controls their own side. So wait a minute. Wouldn't that make it go crooked? Like if you finish first and you go down to the next one and you you leave your buddy standing crooked? You have to work together. Oh, you have to work together. Wow. Why don't you just have one button? Right. For two motors. Well, logistically, that sounds right. Yeah. It does. But but when you're talking about a cable spooling down a platform, sometimes the cables don't match. Oh, so and you really sometimes, have a little adjustments. So once, uh, one side might get lopsided, so you always oh, have to my gosh. balance So yourself. it's like hanging a picture yeah. constantly. Yes, yes. Yeah. Just, you have you to know. get it right. Get- Which you can do. You hang pictures pretty well, don't you? I'm a pretty good picture hanger. Fantastic. Do you ever have a fever and you can't tell if it's crooked or not? <laughs> You know, Is that a reference to me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't have a fever. Okay. Fine. Do things seem crooked in here to you? No. Well, yes, some, one thing does, but it has nothing to do with, with my perception. Um, all right. So you said you did this for the money. Yes. Like, and I guess uh, what could, and if this, is, if this question is out of bounds, you let me know. What could a, a talented, young, aspiring window washer like Paula hope to earn on their first day on the job? Well, we start people... On the ground. So you won't go in on a high rise or a platform for at least six months. Oh, wow. Oh, so Six months. Six months. So, six months on the ground. So basically, you'll have to learn how to you know, pull a squeegee efficiently and fast. So Really? Yes. So you time people with their squeegee pulls? No, no, no. You don't time them, but you have to, you have to match them up with another partner that is working in tandem. 
mm-hmm. at the same time so mm-hmm. that you produce the same rate. Right. Now, remember, we go back to the platform being level. Right. That's sure. exactly what you want to do is put two guys that are at the same level right. washing windows so the platform goes down evenly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But and and did you earn good money there in, the, on the, in those first six months, or is that like a no? It's period? it's it's uh, it's training period. Right. You know, the money doesn't come in until like three or four years into it when you start getting into the high rises. Oh, okay. Gee, Hector, I'm 58. <laughs> yeah, you have time. <laughs> I don't know you how long time. I can wait for, the big, for my big window washer money. <laughs> What's the highest window you've ever done? We maintain uh, a 74-story building downtown LA. Wow. wow. And, and there's another new building that's 85 floors downtown LA. Damn. Oh, my heavens. Yeah. How long? This? You said it depends on the footprint. Yes. Um, for example, the 74-story building takes exactly 35 Days, working days, whereas there are other buildings that are shorter, but it has a bigger, wider footprint, floor plate uh-huh. size. Yeah, that takes us four months. Four wow. months, and so I, I would imagine that you then have to start again. We basically do. We, so you're basically it's always like the Golden Gate the Bridge, no. right? No. Where they're always painting the well, Golden Gate Bridge. Certain buildings, yes. Yeah. So you just start, and finish, yeah. and then start again. Wow. Oh, I was thinking it was like a you know a couple of days. Like okay, there's a. Couldn't you just get lots of guys? Well, we do have lots of guys, but what you want the same two people on the platform. So the maximum number of people on a platform swing stage, mm-hmm. two. Okay, maybe three, depending on the. And load. how many swing stages can you have at a building at a time? One. One. Really? Why? Because the way the the anchor system on the roof is designed. Oh. So you can only have one. So you have to, our scheduling team kind of, okay, this team is going to be on this building for three months. Mm -hmm. And then they they schedule the next building right after that, next building after that, and after that. Gee, Hector, this sounds like an awful long time. Are you sure some (laughs) of these guys aren't just kind of dogging it? (laughs) What's the kind of cloth? Chamois? Yeah, have you ever used a chamois? Uh, no, you actually use the blue towels, the blue? Yeah. Oh, the blue towels. The blue towels. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but they're blue like, Mechanic blue towels. Oh, like so. that you get a, like a car wash or yeah. something? That kind yes. of blue towel. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, how long have you been doing this? Wow. Uh, 38 years. 38 years. Hmm. Do you remember I, the story of the John Hancock Tower in Boston? Yes. With the windows that would pop out? They found that the windows would turn green just before they popped out. And so they had a guy whose job it was to walk around the building with a walkie-talkie and tell them and call in if a window turned green. And then they would, wow. um, and then they like, would suction it in. That sounds semi-imaginary to me. Why would I imagine that? If no, I'm gonna I imagine, so. told you If I'm going to imagine something, it's going to be like I'm Maria from The Sound of Music, but without the Nazis. <laughs> I'm not saying you imagine that. I'm saying maybe some. It sounds like that was a story that kind of like got twisted in the. Do you think it's a little apocryphal? Possibly. <laughs> yeah, apocryphal. Not not apocryphal, just not true. Really. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I'm driving at. Do you know anything about windows turning green? No, I've never heard. I've never heard anything you know, you'd about that. You think a window guy would know about that? Unless it's completely you, not you'd true. You think that would be like window lore? You would think. Unless it's not. Every year at the window washer award ceremony, right. you know that there would be a story about. Except in the case that there's no such thing, in which case the window washer. 
washers would never talk about. Do you have a window washer award night? <laughs> That's a really good for, question. For our company, no. But for your association? For an association, there is an association. Exactly. I knew it. Okay. Do you ever have an entertainer at it? <laughs> this is what this is coming around to. Isn't yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. man, I would love to do the window washer event. <laughs> the way I would like to enter the stage is from the ceiling. Just <laughs> but you'd have to be with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need an assistant. Yeah, I know a guy who's on every one of my shows. Yeah, if only you remember mm-hmm. his name, you could probably yeah. kill him from a call. Yeah. He's not going to love you around much longer, though. As far as <laughs> no. From what I hear, he's at yeah. death's door. Yeah, he's got a bad virus. Ooh. All right. Well, Stop. thank you, Hector, for giving us a look through the window of your career. Paula, you've heard from Hector. What have you learned about being a high-rise window washer, and could you do the job? Hey, Ryan, could you give me a little work break music? Perfect. To be a high-rise window washer, you have to be calm and efficient. I don't know how good I'd be at that. Even when I wash my back door windows, I often yell, God damn it, there are streaks. And I bounce around in the wind as I work slowly. On the other hand, although I've never worked on a swing stage before, I've made a stage swing. And when you wash a tall building, you start at the top and work your way towards the bottom. And my career has had some experience with that. So, um, where are you gonna be next, Paula? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> On January 18th, I'm going to be in Houston at the Wortham Center Cohen Theater. That's easy for mm. you to say. Hector Garcia is president and founder of HSG Waterproofing, Restoration, and Window Cleaning. Hector, thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. We didn't even talk about the water cleaning. Thank you, house band Ryan Gabrinetti. So, Paula, it seems like you're going to continue your career as a comedian. As we come to an end of a career corner episode. Well, so far, um, so far, I'm going to be at the North on New Year's Eve. That's right, you are. In and, San uh, Francisco. Given that, we're going to continue coming to you on Maximum Fun. And uh, you know what? Maximum Fun just so happens to have a lot of great comedy podcasts, so let's hear about a couple of them right now. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. And I'm Judge John Hodgman. If you live on the west coast of North America, we're coming your way. That's right. Judge John Hodgman is taking justice to the west coast on tour. Starting where? Vancouver, British Columbia, January 15th, then to Seattle, Washington on the 16th, Portland, Oregon on the 17th, San Francisco, California on the 18th, and Los Angeles, California, the City of Angels on January 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. You can find links to all of the shows at MaximumFun.org. And if you're going to be in one of those cities and you have a dispute we can try on stage, send it to us. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO 
or email hodgman at maximumfun.org. I'm ready to judge you on the road. Take that, Jack Kerouac, author of On the Road. Maximum Fun is also selling Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone t-shirts now, Paula. Oh, boy. The new t-shirts are in. Oh, I'm so excited. You can find those at the MaxFunStore.com. Once again, that's MaxFunStore.com. And they are really, we're looking at a couple of them right here. It's a, I'll tell you something. If you were to see this in an art gallery, it would not be out of place. Well, it, it would it's, be because it's a t-shirt. Uh, no, not at all. It's got the uh, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone uh, beautiful logo. It's a really nice logo. Right on the front of the shirt. And I believe, by the way, the color is the, it's a blackberry. It's a blackberry yeah. color, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like purpler than navy. Yeah, it's actually just a dark color. It's a dark, uh, yeah. bluey, Most people wouldn't be able to identify what color it is. It's a dark color. You know it wasn't it's black, though. It's not black, yeah. and yet it's not navy. Right. It sucks up the light without being black. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And then on the back, it has a uh, a wonderful piece of Paula Poundstone advice. A good quotation. You want to read it to everybody? Never take your kid to an orthodontist who is sending his kid to college or putting on a deck. Now, what I've always been wondering about this shirt, and we can all talk about it, is it putting on a deck or putting in a deck? Well, uh, you know, before we had it printed, right? because I always say putting on a deck. Okay. Not that I've ever put it on a deck. It sounds like a deck is a kind of party to me. Uh, Wouldn't you say it that way? No. it's uh, So I looked it up. I Googled it. You did. And it was listed both ways. Both ways. You could say putting in or putting on. I mean, they both make sense, because yeah. you're putting in a deck, you're like installing a deck into the thing that is your When you're putting house. it on your house. Yeah, but you're, putting, you're going, adding it onto your you're house. You're adding it onto your house. Either exactly. way, yeah. if your orthodontist is doing that. Don't go to that orthodontist. Don't go to that said exactly. orthodontist. Exactly. Wait until you they know, have. And this is not Go this to the orthodontist of, that already has a deck and fully grown kids. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, and by the way, this controversy over putting on a deck or putting in a deck, you might want to, when you do eHarmony, that's something you might want to ask. Someone that you date. Wow, because, it sounds like that's exactly what you wouldn't want to. No, because I think when it, it people... It sounds like your date gets off to a very pedantic start if you're talking about that. No, because you can stop a train wreck. Um, because a lot of times what happens is as the years go by in a relationship and people are married and they have kids and eventually, uh-huh. you know, they fall away from one another. Sure, they grow apart. Um, what they realize is one of them always said putting in a deck and the other always said putting on a deck. That's the turns and out to be the thing. That, yes, absolutely. Most people would say it's different interests, infidelities, fell out of love, but you're saying it's disagreed over whether it's putting on a deck or putting in a deck. I'm saying that that discrepancy between putting in a deck and putting on a deck is what leads to infidelities. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's some some, some interesting relationship advice. And lack of common interests. Right. All that stuff comes from that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what a mistake in retrospect that we made tonight? For no. this part of the show, Mm-mm. is that moving on from this part of the discussion is your line and not mine. <laughs> oh, so I, I don't think there's I ever going to be a time something? when you look at the script. Well, no, and... I don't really, and I I hate to say this, but I really never look at a script. Yeah, um, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, it ruined me in Shakespeare class. I'm sure it did. Um, all right, where am I? You're going to say where you can follow us on Twitter oh. and stuff. You know, oh, that I could have said that without a script. Yeah, you could have, but you <laughs> didn't, Paula. That's my point. You didn't. <laughs> you, you just left us twisting in the wind talking you about... you didn't. 
putting on a deck. Didn't. It's supposed to be a um, passing reference, and we spend 25 minutes. We spend more time on the on or in a deck than we no, spend with the window this, washer. This is where there's friction between you and I. As I say putting on a deck, and you saying putting in a deck. You can follow me, listeners. You can follow me and Adam on Twitter or in Twitter. And you can also follow me on Instagram. Or in Instagram. Or in Instagram. Or in Instagram. I, I am now... I, I wouldn't say I'm proficient, but I'm able to post some things. Are you? In Instagram. I call it Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Now, yeah. if you like the show, please uh, please post a review on uh, Apple or uh, the iTunes site or the, all that. Post a review, please, and, and rate us five stars, unless it's a six-star rating. And if you have a question for me, email it to nobody listens to Pound'sstone at gmail.com. That's where you can send your theme songs too. Find us on Facebook at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And that means you, Vladimir. And that's the way it is for tonight's podcast. <laughs> Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Ryan Gabrinetti. And thanks again to our guests, Frank Buckley and Hector Garcia. Our head of security was also that self-same Ryan Gabranetti. <laughs> well, that's it for our show tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? I gotta go lie down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You so pale. I'm, I'm a very pale guy. Yeah. Ordinary. Yeah, no, but you're like translucent. Really? Yeah. I'm not flushed, am I? No, you're I'm not I'm worried flushed. that I might be tubercular. I don't, no, you're not flushed. I don't think you're tubercular. I think you've got a terrible virus. Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.